From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. All right, this is The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about politics and current events. I'm your host, Brandon. And I'm also your host, Mitchell. And the idea of The Devil's Advocate kind of came about because Mitch and I got sick of turning on news networks on a daily basis and hearing underwhelming biases and ridiculously one-sided arguments. So what we decided to do was do it better. We'll just have an argument with each other like real people do, and for you, the listener, this should feel like a conversation that you've probably had in your living room. So I typically go a little bit more conservative and independent. And I tend to stay a little bit more to the liberal independent side. So All right, let's I think, get started. Let's do it. All right, it is inauguration week. Uh, your worst fears have been realized, <laughs> and Donald J. Trump has ascended to the highest office of the United States. Yeah. Pat yourselves on the backs, Democrats. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't do work. Thanks, Democrats. Okay, so when it comes to the actual speech, I mean, it was about 20 minutes long. Um, a lot of it was basically kind of what you would expect, populist stuff. Uh, my biggest take from it would be what sounded to me like his proposition of a new New Deal. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely the most... Um the most like policy that he put into his speech. I think uh, there wasn't much to it. A good majority of his speech. You can just refer back to campaign speeches. It's all, it's it's all the same stuff. It was populist. It was, you know, we're going to be great. Yay. Um, (laughs) and that's, that's neat, but that really is just a political play. Um, but as far as the, the, we'll call it for our own selves, the new, new deal goes. (laughs) Um, Like, I don't think anybody Republican or Democrat left or right is going to argue that infrastructure is a bad thing to do. Infrastructure is a good thing. um, And anywhere that you can, anywhere that you can put people back to work, building things is, I mean, that's a job created. What I would wonder as far as, from the perspective of the Trump voter who commonly... Hey, that's me. (laughs) Commonly um, supported this idea that Trump's policies would be best for the middle class. While infrastructure is a a great thing, um, it's not going to be proportionately... The the common Trump supporter is the white, lower-to-middle-class... Rural. It's the working class. It's I mean, the it's working the, class. It is. It's the blue collar, re- the red country state, like that's right. and and or the red section of the state, and that's fine. What I would argue, though, as far as infrastructure goes, is you're going to you're going to to invest in programs that will make the most money fastest, right? Because that's what you do. That makes the most sense. Where I would think the most money would be made is in big population hubs, i.e. cities um, like Philadelphia, Chicago, these big, large yeah, population obviously. hubs. That is the Here. territory of the Democratic voter. So while right. that's not, it's not a bad thing for those no. cities to, to gain from that, it doesn't really affect the Trump voter. See, that's where I, that's where I think you're wrong. I think it does. Um, this bill that apparently they're going to be trying to put forward is, you know, the number that they're throwing around is a trillion dollars. They want to invest a trillion dollars into infrastructure. And I think that they're going to do it the right way, which is the Republican way, which is to allot that money of a trillion dollars and then take it to the states and figure out how much each state needs and then let the states decide where they need it. So I think it will help out. Like, let's take Missouri for an example. There's places where our bridges need fixing, our roads need fixing. That's going to put Missouri... Blue collar, blue collar Missouri workers back to work building, 
Yes, I, I so agree. So it it's going to trickle down to them in a sense. And it, it in a sense, it out. will. I don't, think, I don't think that as many jobs will be created in Joplin, Missouri, working on highways, as will be made in Philadelphia, improving Amtrak's and improving railroads. Yeah. Well, and, obviously, you're going to try to enter in. And being from St. Louis, we've got the, you know, we've got the Metrolink. We've got those things. Right. So I don't, but my my only argument would be that because you're talking about and I agree that if it if it is left up to like estates, if it's allotted kind of like yeah. the Obamacare thing, what where you could what? buy into it or you could opt <laughs> out of it um, and not take the federal funding from it. I don't think anyone's going to opt out of it. I mean, I think if, I don't if think the states are going to be given some money to to build their shit back I don't up, think then they're so going to be either, doing it. But I think you will find less jobs from that that Republican voter map. There will be less jobs created for those people than there will from the Democratic voter map, just because of population size. That works out, too. It's going to bring more people from the Democrat, let's say Detroit and all these other areas that are, are, obviously, we saw Michigan, we saw Wisconsin vote red this time. They did. So they obviously think the same thing. They think that, hey, if we start getting back to work, there's a lot of people out there that just, they're not working right now. There's a lot of people, too, that voted red. I mean, I think that you have to kind of take the fact that Wisconsin and Michigan and states like that, that that don't typically go red. There is a reason that they went red, and it's not just yeah. because they liked what Donald Trump said. No, a, they liked the, the Clinton, whole New Deal a, business. They Hillary liked that Clinton bit. was a horrible candidate. She took for granted those blue states. She We're going to agree that, on that one. She thought that she, <laughs> she thought that she had them, and she took them for granted. Yeah. And I mean, if you just look at sheer numbers. Democrats not showing up to vote is why Donald Trump is your president now. So Republicans, in a sense, didn't win the election. Democrats lost the election because if you look at the sheer hard data, Donald Trump pulled off one million less votes than Mitt Romney. Hillary Clinton got two million more votes than Mitt Romney. Yeah. Okay, Here's, so, but what she didn't do was she didn't get the four million extra votes that Barack Obama did. Had Democrats yeah. showed up to vote, Donald Trump's well, not your president. they weren't excited. Well, I don't, I don't agree with you when you say that, you know, the Democrats, I do think the Democrats lost, obviously, but I think that the Republicans won too. There was, there was areas of the country that have been blue for the longest time that went red, and it wasn't just because Democrats didn't show up. It was also because a lot of them switched their votes. Oh, I think I don't disagree with you. I historically vote for the Democrat. This year, I did not. I right. was part of the. I was part of the problem <laughs> that I am assigning to the Democratic yeah. base, which was. You guys went out and voted for Gary Johnson. You voted for Jill Stein. You voted for me. Um, the Republicans are doing <laughs> the same I did. thing. And, um, Republicans went out, and, they, and you saw so much opposition from the, the Republican side against their own candidate. Well, and, and, and they, I think next time around, they're not going to do that. So I think they're already built in. He's going to have more Republican voters just because he is the one that's in power right now. And they they don't want to lose it. Maybe we'll see. As long as his second act of the presidency isn't the same as his first act, just reminding us <laughs> how big his dick is. Yeah, um, that would be nice because yeah, he he loves doing that because he does. I mean, he the White House the first address to the nation <laughs> is hey, my crowd was bigger than yours. Well, that's which is just wrong. That yeah, which okay. like so I don't yeah. There's like I said. I mean, I'm I'm not going to be able to defend that part because. Because it, it's a lie. Because it is a lie, and it is indefensible. There's really no way that I can to try to spin it and make it look better for us. He basically came out and was like, "Hey, by the way, I've had the best you know crowds ever," and he he didn't. Like we watched it. Donald, he there are didn't. cameras from 2012. <laughs> What's going on? Not a good look. It's not. It's definitely not a great look from the first day of his presidency, where he literally orders his guy to go out there and lie to the American people. So, yeah. but like I said. Administrations have lied continuously in the past, and that's nothing new. No, it's so, not. And I think that in the long scheme of things, this is not a big issue, this whole thing. Now, going back to this infrastructure bill, I think this is a no-brainer. I mean, we've got Democrat—Bernie uh, Sanders is a huge supporter of this. I don't know if he is now because it's 
probably going to be looking at opposition party where right. they're just going to try to say no to every single thing. Right. Which I think is ridiculous. It I is mean, ridiculous. And it was ridiculous when the Republicans did it. Yeah, and, it was. um, like I, said, I mean, you've known me, I've been, yeah, I've been yeah, arguing about this point the whole time that no, they literally just said no. And I think that that, if the Democrats start doing that, which it looks like they're going to do like Chuck's humor coming out with all of his Uber partisan points that he tries to push, that we're going to be in a bad spot. And I, I don't see if this becomes a trend, to where every single election cycle, the party who's not in power just does the least amount of work that they possibly can in order to get power again so the next party can do the least amount that they possibly can. Yeah, I mean... That puts us in a shit situation. No, I, I totally agree with you, and I hope that that's not what happens um, at the Vote same... Vote red in the midterms, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no. Um... And I'd say the same thing. If, if Hillary Clinton would have won, I would have said, Vote blue during the midterms, even though I'm a Republican... Because I think that we just need something to get done, dude. Like, if if like, Hillary Clinton had won the election, you would be in my seat right now. I would be upset. I would be very <laughs> upset. But I, um, I, you know, at, at some point, like I said, I would have been able to say, okay, listen, she's the president. That's the way that it's going to go. I don't agree with a lot of their what they want to do, but but let's give let's give anything. A, but a luckily shot. for you, you don't have to say that. No, Instead, you can just touch <laughs> tips with Putin like the rest of your party. That's right. Um, I, mean, I think that's a good thing, and and that's fine. I don't. I, I think that uh, I think that Vladimir Putin probably wakes up in the morning and thinks about how to throw a wrench into a wrench into the to the uh, world's no. plans. I don't, and I don't I think that, at all. that regimes like Putin's um, ben, and and like Kim Jong Un, who like to stand, both of them who like to stand back in the corner and shout things so that people turn around and look at them. They, Kim Jong Un is a chode bucket, so we, we all agree on that. So is Vladimir Putin. Yeah. We won't that, agree on that, yeah, but so is, so is Vladimir Putin. Yeah. And I the think thing that is, Vladimir Putin's going to do whatever is going to be good for Russia. And if it if it's before it was easy to oppose. Uh, America, because we were under Barack Obama, I think who literally just handed him the I Middle think East. What's good for if we stand up to him? He's not gonna. He's not gonna push back. I, I believe that what's good for Russia and what's good for ilk of that type, Kim Jong Uns, <laughs> the guys who like to draw attention, um, the Ahmadinejads who like to yeah. flex their muscles so that you lift sanctions. He's gone um, anyway. These, what I do think that benefits them the most is instability in the global. Well, they like doubt, you know, and I understand that. That's why I feel like we need to stop doubting everything that we're doing. If you know, we need to start being strong again because we gave up the middle East and we did. Yeah. And, and that was under Barack Obama. He just said, go on in. So whether we like it or not, Russia is now, a, a to, main power in the region. To now. defend Barack Obama's decision to do that. <laughs> I'm not saying that... I won't say that it was the right thing to do because obviously history has played itself out and we know that, yeah. it, that it wasn't the right thing to do and we allowed Russia to become what they're trying to be by doing it. What I will say is to Barack Obama's want to, to get out of the Middle East when we did... He was listening to us. We didn't want to be there, and we we may be stupid. Um, I think that's what. That's but I think that, and maybe not you specifically, but I think both well, sides. Other people like me too. I think both sides, Republicans and Democrats, were so fatigued from fifteen years of war, a George W. Bush war against an idea, a war that'll never end because you don't defeat an ideology that you can you can destroy their leadership and if they destroy, you their, destroy leadership, their they typically tend to crumble until the next guy shows until up until the just next need to be guy vigilant and be able to take them right. out as well so i think though that because we were put into multiple wars that lasted over a decade and a half yeah. um no no finish in sight right I, I think that people i think people were wanting to not be the world's police in in yeah, 2010 in power, 2011 12 as barack obama the, the commander in chief he should have known better i don't disagree with that and that's and, where i won't defend him yeah. that's where i want like i will not tell you that like isis would not be what isis is today without us leaving Iraq and allowing for a all vacuum. those weapons to the rebels, and then the rebels just set them down and I, gave it to them. I you know? totally agree with that. What I will say is that in 2012, 11, 10, 9, and 8, when he was elected, we wanted... Which I voted for him, by the way. We wanted out of the Middle East. Yeah. So I can't... 
Warfoil and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Now, at, at the same time, I can't say that, like, oh, well, populist speech is a political play <laughs> without saying that that was a play, too. That was a play to his base. Yeah. That was a play to get me to vote for him again, right. which he was successful at because I didn't want to be in Iraq. History is a great teacher. So we can look back at it now and say, wow, I was wrong. I dropped the ball. That was the wrong decision. <laughs> I'm hoping to not say that about Trump. We'll see what, what, what goes on. I think that in, in his speech, he said, I thought he was very strong on, listen, we've got our borders. We've got, we basically got our country back. Yeah, but here's the thing about borders. That's also a, that's a populist play. Um, I mean, it is, yeah, but we, why is that a bad thing? We don't have a huge problem with our borders. We have a 10-year decline in illegal immigration. for Since, so, since 2006, we have, on a yearly basis... Our illegal immigration problem has gotten better and better and better yeah. for each of the 10 years. We, Obama deported more immigrants than any other administration in history. Yeah, well, like I've said before, that is a, a new metric. According to how they started doing it is as soon as they started turning people away from the border, that counts as a deportation. Which that's just doing your job. That's well, stopping people from coming in as they should be doing and, illegally. And, and that's Not, fair. I mean, we want to have people come in legally and, if they got something to offer. And I would say, as far as the White House is yeah. concerned, in that that's not a fair metric to yeah. use. Just like it's probably not a fair metric to say <laughs> that everybody that was standing on the streets on Friday and in their living rooms and watching on their computers and thinking about <laughs> Donald Trump's hairline or Melania Trump naked that was the biggest viewership that any White House has ever gotten. Using my it, metrics, my dick is so huge. It, it was. Big, <laughs> it was so big. It was. It was big league crowds. Big, big league. league. Totally. Um, now, like I said. When it comes to me being a Republican, I go a little bit off the beaten path on immigration because I don't think it's as much of an issue simply because it hasn't been no. since the recession. They have stopped coming. It, during Before the recession, when everything was booming and everything was going good, they were coming in droves. And yeah, that was an issue. Now uh, it's not so much because they kind of, they, they stopped coming as much right. because there's no jobs. And obviously we're talking now about... Obviously we're trying to bring jobs back now. And so we're talking... Is it become an issue? I don't know. Specifically right now about people south of our border. Yeah. Uh, another good part to, uh, another good point to the populist, yeah. it, it makes me feel warm and fuzzy to have big walls around my country, <laughs> is that since... 2001 since September 11th we are we've had like I don't know I had the numbers written down it was like somewhere between 20 and 30 terrorist attacks the the biggest one being the Pulse nightclub shooting last year which killed 40 some. 49 people I think yeah dead um, but with the exception of that I think that the rest of the terrorist attacks combined in the United States has been less than that number yeah. of people at the Pulse nightclub and what that does is it it puts us at, at 35th thirty fifth on the list of nations that actually have to worry about terrorism. Yeah, and that sounds good. That makes it sound like it's not a problem. But the biggest thing that we have going for us is our oceans. So it's hard to get to us. That's why we have a problem. Like, and we need to juxtapose this to what Hillary Clinton was proposing. She was on record saying that she would like to bring in thousands and thousands of migrants from war-torn Syria and all these other places. And that that you that has universally failed in Europe. Okay. Europe is completely rejecting it. You've got Angela Merkel who is damn near the only the lone survivor of her party. She did that, and you see what happened. Well, she won't be in I don't a think few she months. Will be. No. She won't. She will you see what win. happened? She's been in power for 12 years. Denmark, it's... which was one time considered, you know, the liberal haven of, you know, they came in, they introduced, they let all of these migrants come in, and these refugees, really. And what happened was you saw that they instantly got free health care, they got free education, they got all these services for free, and they couldn't afford it. So right. now Denmark has passed some of the harshest anti-refugee legislation. But for some reason, liberals in America just think that it's going to work out fine in America. Yeah, no, it I It doesn't don't, make any sense. No, I, I definitely think that when you talk about... So that's like, why when we talk about borders, that's why it's important. Because not, not so much for... The, the scary brown people south, because I don't believe that, but <clears throat> yep. more for the refugee and the ISIS issue that we might be kind of insulated against by our oceans. But right. if we just start letting everyone come in and we don't have a good system, we're going to have a lot more problems. And, we've, and as you've said, we've had 30 attacks so far. 
I don't want to see that that number rise. No, and I don't either. Um, I just think it's good to keep that in perspective that while 30 attacks sounds like a lot, it's not. <laughs> it, it's not like look at the look at the list of other countries and and yeah. the amount of attacks there and then look at the fact that our terrorist attacks since 2011 typically like maybe kill one or two people maybe and i'm not saying that that's good i'm not right. defending in numbers wise i understand it, what you're saying right but what i'm saying is let's not pretend that we're on, in a constant state of attack because we're not and i think we're under a constant threat of attack I and think I don't that, want to increase that I threat. I think that no matter what time in history that we're speaking about, that's always true. Uh, I don't agree, man. I think I whether think they, it's the Cuban Missile Crisis yeah. or whether well, it's... A, that was the, kind of a big deal. Whether it's the Cold War <laughs> yeah. or the second Cold War that's about to start. I don't, well, um, wouldn't you like to warm that up a little bit and start I, touching tips with Putin? No, I, I don't. Best way to warm it all up, yeah? No, because, <laughs> because Putin is... When Donald Trump said accurately a few months ago that our leaders are stupid he was talking about today and donald and donald i think they have shown stupid leadership in the past yeah years. and yeah. i sh- think they're about to show more and well, i, I think i think that i hope i am too but i think that by allowing putin to get warm and cozy with us as we have seen in the past does not work yeah. then we're taking a big we're taking yeah. a big risk and i also think that Flexing your muscle with somebody like Putin, um, if things go south, will be too little, too late. So, because we're well, already weak. So, oh, uh, I grudgingly give you that point, just because that is my doomsday scenario, where we we uh, bolster this relationship with Russia and we start to get cozy, and our policies start helping them, their policies start helping us, and then they turn on us. And we saw that in World War II, where Russia cozied up to Hitler. And you know it was supposed to go well for them, and then Hitler said, I think it "Let's was, attack. Let's go ahead and attack I think Russia." A few didn't years work for ago, the Ukrainian-Russian relationship was supposed to be on the men's too. Yeah, yeah. And I now, saw it and there. where's Crimea now? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think that that scenario doesn't happen because Putin is not a good guy, and you me, can try to paint way, it however you want. Yeah, but that's not the best way to guy. find his intentions. We make him an ally. Okay, so now he's an ally. Now he's supposed to be working within our own interest. And I think that together we can destroy ISIS. And let's face it, they have won. They have won the the Syrian war. I don't, it's over. I don't think that you will ever destroy ISIS um, because I don't think because ISIS exists because an an ideology exists that says the West is the bad guy. You know, what furthers that ideology is when you put up big walls around your country. And it also kind of helps us keep us safe. So fair, but... I think it's a good trade-off. I think that Obama operated way too much on the optics of trying to be a great negotiator without actually being a great negotiator. Well, I don't think you negotiate with people like ISIS. He, he did. I mean, shit, we saw that with uh, Bergdahl. Here you go. Here's five hardened criminals yeah. for one coward. Which like, was that was a stupid deal. Which yeah, it was a stupid you got that deal. Five was it? Give one, get five free deal. But when Don, when Donald Trump says in his inauguration speech, "We will eradicate radical Islam from the face of the earth," who's against that? No one's against that. Yeah. Smart people know that's not going to work because <laughs> radical Islam is an idea. It's not a movement. Yeah. It's not a person. It's not a group of but people. Let's be real. It has not it, been an issue for a, a vast part of time it's only been in the past you know there's been spots of it in the past 30 years but now is really the time it's thomas it's jefferson and the tripoli pirates check it out i just <laughs> gave you a plug brian kilmead um right. thomas jefferson dealt with radical islam so i'll let the listener look yeah. that up on their own radical islam has Sounds always like has always existed um and the reason why is for the same reason that radical Christianity has always existed, because a-holes are a-holes. Um, and yeah, there's a difference. No one, of all those attacks, I think, I don't, I don't know the exact number of attacks that we've had this year, but we're probably somewhere around, what, nine or so, ten, somewhere around there. Um, well, in 2016. Yeah, yeah, 2016, yeah. And a lot of people don't like to give that one that was a Christian attack, but there was one Christian terrorist attack where he attacked the Planned Parenthood, 
and all that. Not just one. There was also a... I can't remember any other ones. Um, I'm pretty sure that a church in South Carolina got shot up by a neo-Nazi... That was a mental health issue. That had nothing to do with Everyone that shoots up anywhere is a mental health issue. Yeah, but I mean... Normal people thing, don't shoot up places because Dylan, they're you're mad. You're talking about Dylan Ruth. Yes, I am talking about Dylan Ruth. Um... Yeah, I mean, have you if you've seen any of the things with him? He doesn't even know how many people were there. That guy's a bonkers case. I mean, it's not like he's sitting there recruiting people to come help him. No, do he's, it. he's he, just a he's fuckhead. Not. He's came a, up and he's a people. white nationalist. Yeah, well, I might give you that one. But. So that what? So what I'm saying, and I'm not saying that that that's a. I don't know. I, I'm not saying that they happen at the same rate anymore, um, because they, because they don't. Not in America. Let's just anyway. be real. I mean, obviously, radical Islamic terrorists are attacking at a much higher frequency than radical Christian terrorists. Yeah. No. I I wouldn't argue against that at all. What I will say is, if you think that you're going to, if Donald Trump thinks that he's going to eradicate radical Islam. From the face of the earth, <laughs> as he it's put a little bit it, hyperbole there, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't think all it's a I'm bad saying thing to say. is you just set a really high bar. Yeah. So well, he, he typically when, does. I don't think they, there's anything wrong with setting a high bar and trying to accomplish as much as we can. Well, this it's is not, an area, uh, an area where I think we all can agree on, uh, and I think it's an area that we can bring in new allies. We can bolster um, our relationship with Russia and really help to work it. We're going to have to buy Putin, or not Putin. We're going to have to buy Assad too. That's already happened. We fucked that up. Yeah. So we you don't did. like you only fumble the ball so many times before it's the other team's turn. Yeah. No, so, I I don't disagree with that, but I do think that while you're trying to fight an idea with a bar that high, mm-hmm. that don't be surprised if this is Donald Trump's Gitmo. Because yeah. while Barack Obama came into power saying, Hey, guess what, my little liberal friends? We're gonna close this jail and right. blah blah blah. And we all now, loved it. We loved it at the time. And Two days ago, they were still explaining why it's not going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it, now, going back, and we basically covered the his speech. I mean, that was really the only big points that I had. But I do think that there is something to be said, though, and that the right should really remember it, that there is a difference between patriotism and populism and and nationalism and well, i don't and i think that um, this is what he said that basically brought up the whole patriotism and, and all that he said when you open your heart to patriotism there is no room for prejudice and initially i really liked the quote i thought it was and it, it kind of waned on me when i started to think about it a little bit but i think I, it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with being very patriotic. No, and, and I don't having, either. I think it was a patriotic speech. I think he did a good job. I don't think he did a good job. Um, I I don't... First of all, he's not a good orator. Fucking liberal. At all. He's not a good orator. He can't... No, he's not. He, yeah. he, he seems out of his element um, while he's reading off a teleprompter. He needs to be and professional wrestling. Wh- that would come across <laughs> Right. Cage match of doom! Oh, yeah! Um, no, but I do Shave think... Putin's head. No! I do think that there's there is nothing wrong with being patriotic. I mm-hmm. think that the right and the left see patriotism differently. I think that I don't understand the left's definition. I, I just don't. I think the right sees patriotism as I I have to wrap myself in an American flag and stand by everything that my side says. Whereas I, think, I that. think that the left I think the left typically just likes to dissent, whether or not it's whether it's against themselves or whether it's against the right. Yeah. I think that the left is more of that dissenting party, and I think that I feel like they love the illusion of the high ground, even if they're not actually really taking it. They like to pretend they're taking it. I think that I think that yes, in certain circumstances, that's right. Like I think when it when we start talking about these crazy topics, like. Uh, safe spaces and stuff that um, that yeah they're they're trying to take the the, the high road and it, it's not really existent. I also think too that the right doesn't see the high road. So no, because so, we don't give a shit about the high road. I mean, we're gonna right, get the job done, in my right. opinion. And so I think that when you talk about things from I'll take whatever like road I can to get a, it done. a moral or ethical standpoint, which I think is important. I don't think you just throw away ethics. Um, Sometimes the high road is the road to take. Sometimes, yeah. I, Sometimes. I don't think it's 
at all times. And and so I get a little irritated whenever they pretend to be taking the high road and quite clearly they're not. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, I don't think <laughs> like Meryl Streep probably shouldn't talk <laughs> about politics and and Donald Trump doesn't need to swing down. So right. it, yeah. both of you take the high road. Shut up. The only like, thing that that I wanted to touch on on the inauguration speech was he called out Washington and he did it pretty hard. I mean, these are the guys that are basically going to be having to work with him. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, we saw that there was already opposition because a lot of the Democrats didn't even show up. Yeah. So, but I, I kind of wished he wouldn't have gone so hard on calling. Yeah, him I think he's going to be in for a rude awakening in the future, um, in the near future, when, when he realizes that just because I'm president of the United States leader of the free world, however you want to term it, doesn't mean that Washington doesn't run Washington. They do, do. and they're going to, and now that you're a part of the game, you may have found a way to not play the game through the campaign. Sure, (laughs) you obviously surprised all of us, and Hillary Clinton did not help Democrats' chances, and the fact that Barack Obama had had two terms made this a Republican year anyway. So yeah. running running Hillary Clinton was the wrong choice, and it allowed Donald Trump to play the game by his own set of rules. But now that he is a piece of that puzzle, he's going to find out really quick that he's not the guy. He's yeah. the poster boy. And I think we, as a country and as a as an international community as well are going to find out how much good and how much damage can be done by a few sentences. Yeah, we'll have to see. Okay, final thoughts on the inauguration speech. I thought it was I thought it was not the best speech in the world, but I loved it. I loved almost everything when I especially when I read it. The first time I saw it, I, I had read it as opposed to hearing it. It lost a little bit of its luster for when me. When I first my first interaction with the speech was listening to it on the radio. Um, I didn't like it. I, I you thought a lot of shit emojis. I, so. I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was, um, I thought it was kind of the same. I, I thought the, the new, new deal, um, yeah. was like the only real difference in this speech from any other speech. And then when I saw it on TV, I really didn't like it. I yeah. really just thought like, because he's, because he's not a, he's not a freaking leader. He doesn't act like a leader. Oh, he doesn't a, look a, like a leader. a leader. Um, he talks, people listen. I think that's a leader. It's like that. It's like that sketch in uh, in Peep Show. Where he's like, are, are we the baddies? <laughs> I think you're the baddies, and you just haven't realized it yet. We got skulls yet. on our hats. <laughs> are we the baddies? So we'll we'll All see right. what happens. But uh, I mean, to sum up the inauguration. It, it happened. It definitely happened. So, so I guess at this point, we're just going to have to sit back we'll, and, we'll and, see and what see. We'll see what press release two from the White House brings. <laughs> 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 so, All right. So another thing that happened this week, obviously, was uh, Barack Obama, before leaving office, commuting Chelsea Manning's sentence from 35 years to just the time served of seven years right now. Yeah, she gets out in May now. Mm -hmm. Um, And for people who just don't really know anything about Chelsea Manning, uh, former U.S. Army soldier Bradley Manning, uh, intelligence analyst, um, had over 700,000 documents leaked to WikiLeaks, yep. the, the largest dump in U.S. history. Put WikiLeaks on the map with that dump. Yeah, it was definitely, yeah, definitely helped out. Uh, was brought up on charges, 22 charges, actually, convicted of 20 of them. Yep. The um, only ones he wasn't convicted of were, were espionage. I think you mean she. She. Use that pronoun. <laughs> um, <laughs> espionage and what else? Aiding the, Aiding the enemy. enemy. She was uh, found innocent of. Uh, so seven years in prison at Fort Leavenworth. Um, there was some talk about that possibly Osama bin Laden used some of those cables mm-hmm. when planning his own attacks. Well, um, and the and I mean the simple fact is names were dropped in those documents. Yeah, I mean obviously um, seven seven hundred thousand documents. You're, you're dropping some shit, right? So I think I think really the heart of the issue is is those two points. The heart of the issue as to why. 
Bradley Manning, now Chelsea Manning, was sentenced to 35 years is because of the severity of dropping battle plans to the enemy slash public yeah. um, and dropping and dropping CIA, FBI, uh, American operatives' names. Um, those are two really big things. And I think... Uh, to that me, the biggest thing that came out of it, and the one that definitely was talked about probably more often than not, was that helicopter video, the Apache uh, 2007 attack. Um, right, which you can argue either way. I've, I've seen a lot of different arguments. I've seen the video. I, I've seen the video, too. 13-minute video. It's it's pretty... That's what she said. She said that, that viewing that video and, and the way that they were talking uh, is what really set her over the top and, and yeah, had to it, be exposed. And it's I a, actually it, don't have an issue with the way they were talking. My... Here's where... I have an issue that they were wrong. I think that the... I think... The, the video itself, if you if you really like listen to what's happening there, you can find why, if you search Chelsea Manning's story, why that there are two very different perspectives of it. For the the perspective that the American government w- and and people arguing on the American government's side would argue is that w- they thought that they were attacking they didn't know they were attacking civilians they thought they right. were attacking terrorists now looking at the video i saw uh, it doesn't at, look like an ak47 no it I doesn't can't, i can't get on board with it looking at the the, the video itself looks looks pretty damning i get yeah. that the <laughs> language is there to yeah, like light them up you know take them out keep firing and, right. and all that and i don't have an issue with that because we should be saying that to our enemies but there there was an interesting part of that video where one of the voices um speaking was rooting for the guy to have a weapon. And I, I don't... Just show th- me a weapon. Just yeah, show just me, show yeah, me your just, weapon. All you got to do is pick it up. Like, pick yeah, it up and we'll light you up. He, he wanted it. And that, yeah. to me, is a little bit concerning. That it, I, I don't have a problem with our military being yeah. out there and keeping us safe and taking care of themselves while they're in a country. I do have a little <laughs> bit more of a problem with them wanting to engage. See, I get um, the mindset where it's like, I think you're the bad guy. And technically, I can't take you out unless you pick up that but weapon. But you, you have to so differentiate between the bad guy and the brown guy. And yeah. I think that that on that video, Was they don't. Brown? I, I can't even remember the name of the guy that they killed. Said Said the, the, yeah, the Rutgers the uh, reporter, journalist. Yeah, yeah, it was basically he just had he had a fucking camera. Right. And 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 the thing too that's really damning about that video. Um, is is the fact that they're they're enjoying it, like they're laughing about it, yeah. like they want. They're they're enjoying this engagement of the enemy, and not only did they kill two journalists, but they also killed or they didn't kill, but the the van that then yeah. pulls up in the video to well, pick it, up bodies. Again, I had to look at it from their perspective. Like I get it, but you think you're killing the enemy, right? At least they say they they thought they were killing the enemy. And now all of a sudden a van shows up and starts loading the bodies. It looks suspicious. It looks like it's a terrorist organization. It now, looks, obviously, it was just people. It looks very similar to all of the videos that have come out of Syria in the yeah, last five years. Yeah, it does. Where clearly family it, members are trying to get their family members' yeah. bodies back. And that, that is obviously what happened. And see, this and this goes back to what we're dealing with in America as well, where cops say, uh, you know, I feared for my life and so I shot. To a degree, I understand that argument, but, but when, you don't get to be wrong. Right. When somebody dies, and you can't just go, oops, I fucked up. Right. No. When, when is too much force, or when is force too much force? Right. And, I understand and, why you did it, but there should be consequences. Yeah, and absolutely. So, I, I get, so I'm glad that video came out and that we got to see it. I, don't, I do kind of understand how people would say, well, that undermines our presence, but I think that as Americans, we need to own up well, to our mistakes. A lot of people, though, too... Well, first, do you think that... Those documents. Do you think what was leaked should have been? Do you think that's good for the public to have access to in such a... If I have to bundle it together, which clearly she did, no. I don't think that... I think that I'm glad that video came out. Um, I'm not so much sure about the rest of it. And the fact that, you know, she knew what she was doing. She she dumped all of this stuff. Is there more responsibility on Chelsea Manning or is there more responsibility on Julian Assange? I think that Julian Assange is playing an important role that he is basically providing an avenue for people. And, you know, I've heard this argument before where they say, well, she didn't do the proper protocol. You're supposed to bring it to your superiors if you have an issue with. And she could have. And she could have. And she didn't. And and, and And she just uh, took it upon herself to release it. And the other side of the argument, 
would be, well, if you go to your superiors, the American government, they're not going to do anything because no, they're going to no. want to cover up their lies. Not necessarily. Take I don't it, think so. Take it to Nancy Pelosi. Take it to <laughs> Harry Reid. Those people are looking yeah. for a fight. We see you, that all the time in, in our police departments as well. Good cops that bring up that are whistleblowers get fired. Did you just call Nancy Pelosi a good cop? No. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Not, no, not on purpose. <laughs> but, but that and so all I'm saying is if you take the information, first of all, if you have it on a flash drive. You can make copies of it. Yeah. So have two flash drives and, and take one to Nancy freaking Pelosi. And if yeah. she do, and if the government doesn't do their job, then take it to a journalist, not Julian Assange, a journalist. Yeah. Um, I think it's really hard for people who prop up WikiLeaks um, to then turn around and say that, well, Chelsea Manning's sh- sentence shouldn't have been commuted. Well, yeah. why? Because you, you, Clearly have no problems with WikiLeaks playing a hand in the 2016 election, which it did one-sidedly. And again, I don't think that... I think that when it comes to the WikiLeaks and everything that happened in the election, that has so much on Hillary Clinton and her team. I mean, like I said, they didn't make them basically try to rig the election. No, they didn't. They They also didn't look for anything on Donald Trump. And that's very evident. Um, They played one-sided politics. And Julian Assange and Democrats, as we previously previously talked about, are responsible for Donald Trump. So where I have an issue, and you know me, I've never been on the side of Julian Assange. I've never been on the side of Edward Snowden. Usually, Well, Um, Snowden kind of... You know, when he ran off, he, the, the problem I have with Snowden is he made himself out to be some big hero of, I'm going to release it because I can't stand the government spying on you and all that. And then he ran to China and then he ran to Russia. And right. I was like, well, you just lost all your credibility because you, they literally do everything three times as bad and as we do. speaking of losing credibility, it just so <laughs> happens that Julian Assange challenged last week Barack Obama to commute the sentence of uh-huh. Chelsea Manning. And he would agree to be extradited back to the United States. You know what I call that? I call that the Marco Rubio idiocy clause. Like, <laughs> don't fucking say it because you don't mean to do it. No, you're not going yeah, to do same it. Same thing, like, I'm not going to run for being a senator, except for, oops, I've lost and now Jul- I will. Julian Assange is... He was never going to turn himself in. I mean, no, that's just, and, that's just ridiculous. Is, I wouldn't do it either. He's a shadow of what he wants to be. Um, I think he stands for a good amount. I, I think, think he stands for what he wants to stand for, which is why yeah, the why number not? two in WikiLeaks was fired from WikiLeaks <laughs> is because his, his decision, some German guy uh, whose name escapes me, his, his thought about WikiLeaks was we'll only put out what's in, important. We won't put everything out. Whereas... Julian Assange's idea of total transparency was just dump everything. Yeah. Well, he doesn't do that. Well, and like I said, we don't know what if they had anything on Donald Trump. If not, obviously Donald Trump hasn't been a politician for his entire life, so they're obviously going to have more on Hillary Clinton because she was she was Secretary of State. You know what they she would have? Tax else. papers. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that, they, that goes into a database somewhere. Yeah. Um, I, I, and to be fair, that was already released. I can't remember what uh, newspaper grabbed it, but they released it, and basically he had to come out and was like, yeah, I didn't pay anything. Yeah. Because it was it was leaked as well. So there was leaks on all sides. And then, of course, you saw the tape, the there was, entertainment, whatever tape of, you know, grabbing them. Right, so, but when we're talking about... There was leaks on both sides. There was leaks on both sides, but not from the same entity. And what we're talking no, about is the integrity are. of WikiLeaks, which doesn't seem to have any. Because if they did, there would have been leaks yeah. on both sides, instead of strategically timed leaks on one candidate. Right. And I'm not interested, as far as Chelsea Manning goes, I think we get we do a disservice a little bit to the listener by getting off on yeah. a Julian Assange tangent. But I do think... He was the one who, who published it. He was the one that published it. And, I, and so, I don't know. I, here's my personal th- thought about the, the commuting of her sentence. I don't think they should have done it. Um, and if they were going to commute the sentence, I don't think that it should have been a time yeah. served. Well, here's the other thing, too, that that my mind goes to is Barack Obama really, in his administration, took it upon themselves to make an example out of Bradley Manning. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to give him all of that. Like, they gave him 35 years, all that. They really made an example out of him to try to deter people from doing it. Now, Chelsea Manning... 
and almost universally I see online and, and everywhere else the liberals are celebrating her release. Would they give a shit if she wasn't transgender? I don't think that they totally would. I mean, I do think that there is... I mean, I think, an example out of him, and I then they let her go. That, Does that mean anything, or well, is that just a coincidence? I think that there's a, there's a faction on the left and on the right that are both about transparency. Um, I think that the right tends to also talk about privacy more than the left does. Um, (laughs) So I think that you have to find like a healthy median in between the two where what information should be, should be kept private and what should not, what should be public. So here's my my other issue is a big thing they brought up is that about, uh, there's a thing called the declassification timeline which they put at about 20 to 30 years. And then it's okay to release it. It's like, dude, no one's going to care in 20 or 30 well, years. Well, yeah, and I think though... That's a bullshit timeline. Uh, I, I agree that that is probably too long. I think the reason, and I've heard people talk about that timeline before. I think the reason for that timeline is because 30 years from now, those agents aren't probably still in the field. Yeah. So they're not going to get called out they're not going or caught or, or whatever caught, else right capture whatever is going to happen to them um they don't have to worry about that 30 years later i think that is be- now there is a good while i'm telling while i'm saying don't dump don't 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 dump i think there's also the argument that's been thrown at me was well was the release of the pentagon papers a good thing mm-hmm that one's a little bit harder for me to say like, no, they shouldn't have been. But I think the difference between the two, what Chelsea Manning did and what, and the Pentagon papers, which of course, for those who don't know is Watergate and Mm -hmm. and Nixon's administration. um, I think the difference is that Watergate being leaked while it was all going on doesn't put lives at risk. What Chelsea Manning did, political careers at risk. It puts political careers at risk, at risk, but it poor do- babies. But it doesn't. It it doesn't put people's lives and their livelihoods, and it doesn't put American well, battle plans yeah. at risk. I mean, if no, you, one of the things if, she if released it's was true, torture. What one of the things that she released was showing that there was torture going on. Which again, I'm I. This, so I remember back in two thousand six and seven and, and eight. I remember all of those stories coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that we do know about him. So it's it's really now Obama didn't release as Dick Cheney wanted to back in 2008. He called on Barack Obama to release the intelligence that they received from waterboarding, which was considered a torturous practice, mm-hmm. and he refused to do it. And that always didn't sit well with me because, you know, whether regardless of what people think about waterboarding, the longest anyone ever lasted was like a minute and a minute and twelve seconds or something like that. And it was like a head of Al-Qaeda or something. It's probably a long time to feel like you're drowning. Yeah, that kind of sucks. But he's <laughs> a terrorizer, so I'm not too upset. But to, to say there, go, listen, there, there's no chance of them dying. Um, it only lasts a couple of minutes at the most. Show us what we, how many lives we saved from this practice. And to deny people that and just say, no, trust me, it's wrong. Well, here- that's not transparent. It's not transparent, but here's what it might be. And it, it and it also didn't sit well with me when that challenge was called to Barack Obama because... Because it was Dick Cheney. Well, no, <laughs> because how much of the lack of response... You know what else Barack Obama never did? Showed us a video of Osama bin Laden dying. Because at yeah, some point, like we... Like we previously... fishy, man. I don't know. Like we previously talked about, sometimes you take the high road. And... It's very, it's very plausible that Dick Cheney could come out and say, show them what you have on waterboarding, knowing that there's nothing there and knowing that he won't show anything. So it means nothing. No, because why? I don't have to appease you at all. Like I'm here and I know. And that's fine. You just set yourself up. It totally could be, but. I think you and I will look at that as two different ways. When it comes to the Osama bin Laden thing, like I put my tinfoil head on a little bit. I still think that he just died in a cave. I think that he just died of, he had, he was ill. I think he just had natural causes. I don't understand why they wouldn't, they wouldn't release the video. I won't go into conspiracy theories. I would just base what I 
what I'm told, and I know that it's not <laughs> like I'm not saying, "Hey, put your blindfold on and just they follow." Lie to us. Looking at you, Trump administration. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, I I get it, but I'm not just like I'm not gonna try. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not a I'm not a 9/11 truther. No, I'm not. Um, I, I'm not gonna jump into that whole thing. It's a fun theory, sure, yeah. um, but until you have some concrete evidence and it's not a theory, you, yeah. you talk about it for fun. But so I'm not here's my other question. Pretend it's Right. If she didn't release that video of the helicopter, do you think we'd ever see it? Do you think anyone would have released it? Do you think we would have ever figured out who killed that reporter? Or would it just be a mystery? You know, hey, things happen in war. To be honest with you, I think the latter is probably true. Um, I don't think, yeah. Scott Tellerson. And it was released in, the dump was in 2007, right? Um, Yeah. Or well, no, the, 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 the video was, was in from 2010. The yeah, video was from, from 2007. 2007. I think that. Uh, I, do you think it's a good thing that we did get to see it? Yeah. I think it is a good thing that we got to see it. Yeah. I also On think. Point, yeah. I also think it's a good thing that we know about torture. Um, yeah. I think those things are good, which is why if you're going to be Julian Assange or somebody like that, I think that you probably you probably pick and choose what you put out there, I'm and, sure he you, does. and you don't just. No, I'm. I think you should pick and choose. I don't think that you should just dump everything because once like picking for Hillary Clinton and not Donald Trump, right? Right. <laughs> fair um i mean that's a fair argument that's a fa- it's a fair comeback right. i don't know if it's a fair <laughs> argument no um, argument but yeah but but you know what i'm saying like i don't think that by by dumping stuff on hillary clinton you put anybody's lives at risk i think that when you're talking about scenarios no, are you thinking of walking those woods lately <laughs> I'm not going to entertain conspiracy theories. Um, I'm, this isn't Alex Jones. We're not going to go. I'm a monkey in the tree. I'm a monkey on the tree. Warning you from all that jungle cats. That's what? Um, no, I. I don't know. I, I don't think. I think that when you talk about putting people's lives at risk, you have to be more careful. And I yeah. think that where that twenty to thirty year rule comes into play is just based off that. Whether that's too long or not long yeah. enough, I think it's basic. It's based off the fact that those people aren't still at risk by this information mm-hmm. being put out. And well, I, I think I, that Chelsea Manning was simply a tool that the Obama administration used. I think they, she was a tool yeah. that, that WikiLeaks point. used, too. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I think she was absolutely a pawn. And I don't think Julian Assange could give two craps about, no. about Bradley Manning or Chelsea Manning or whatever. I also think it's interesting, too, and this is a side tangent. We don't have to go into this until next <laughs> week. We can talk about this at, at a later time. Well, but I'm I do, interested. I do think it's it's an interesting idea that somebody that we've sentenced to an amount of time in jail is allowed to have a sex change while in jail. That's interesting. Tax ceremony and all that. That's an interesting thing to me because, and I'm not saying I know that a lot of people go to jail wrongfully. I know that our justice system is set up to, because of our war on drugs and literally uh, incarcerated, uh, all that, yeah, right. We've got a friggin' ninety uh, percent black population in jail, and very few of them are murderers, rapists, or pedophiles, <laughs> who everybody likes to cite as a second class citizen. The war on drugs for that one, and I do think that rapists, murders, murderers, and pedophiles are probably second class citizens. Mm-hmm. But I think, and and I don't think they need their gun rights reinstated. I don't think they need their voting rights reinstated. But I wonder, like, where you draw the line as to was your crime bad enough to give you a vagina? Like that, to me, is a weird. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't come up it's as weird, often as people want to maybe pretend. I just think it does. that if you're if you're in jail and especially on some like treason charges. I probably don't want to be paying for you to be yeah. at the gym or eating nice freaking cuisine or getting vaginas. It's like <laughs> it's just personal personal thing. Yeah. I know I'm the liberal on the panel, but yeah. I'm, I'm well, good like with said, not giving vaginas. I out think to that prisoners. that 35 year sentence was a fear tactic that Obama I used was to try too. to stop anyone else from releasing any type of information. And now that his days are done, he releases her because. It's over. Well, and it, it puts Donald Trump in a really yeah, interesting spot. He's probably not going to reinstate it. I mean, that's not going to work. No, it wouldn't. Um, 
But I think, yeah, I think Obama's last couple weeks have just been to to, to kind of stick a thorn in the side of Donald Trump. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that that's the right move to go by. Like, when we talk about high road, high road, high road, we're not taking the high road right now. So, um, right. but... Okay, so to wrap it up, um, I think we might actually agree on this one. Do you think that commuting Chelsea Manning's sentence was a good thing or a bad thing? I don't... I think it was a bad thing. I don't think that we should have commuted Yeah, I don't think sentence. it was a very good thing either. I don't so. think that it necessarily had to be 35 years. I don't think it had to be as harsh as it was. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to, then... But if you're going to, then and if you're trying to send a message... It seems political. It seems political when you just does. let her go at the end of your term. And it seems, it, it seems like it... The, I, I think what Chelsea Manning did is damaging to the country and the international and the way that we're viewed in the international community. I also think that commuting her sentence does exactly the same thing because now how many people whose names got dropped won't ever trust an American operative again. We can't get information now because we don't take it seriously when that stuff is dropped. So I I don't think it's good. There's repercussions all the way around. Yeah. I I think it's, I think it's definitely, it it definitely could be better. Yeah. Good. (laughs) All right. My recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's so tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. It's tricky. 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 It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. 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 I met this little girly. Her hair was kind of curly. All right. So we're going to finish here with a quick three-topic speed round. Uh... Trying to keep it about a minute or so on each. Let's start with John Lewis basically coming out and saying he's going to protest or po- protest the inauguration and that Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. What do you think? Um, well, I think that Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. Yeah, yeah. First of all, um, but I don't know that. I think the funniest thing about John Lewis is the fact that he said he never did it before, and he's done it before like two or three times. So. Um, <laughs> I simply just think he's wrong. I think that John Lewis is entirely wrong on calling Trump an illegitimate president. I think anyone who calls him an illegitimate president is wrong. And well, I think that he is, uh, he, it was a detriment to the United States for him coming out and saying so. Well, I think while we're debating the legitimacy of Donald Trump's presidency, it, like, and that's fine. They can, both sides can debate it all day. I just want to know what his birth certificate says. So um, <laughs> that's, that's all I'm trying to figure right, out. So you're for him? I'm not. I'm not for him. I think he could have handled it differently, uh, but I don't have a problem with when one person, when when the person in power ran a campaign based on the fact that we're that we need to stay separate from the rest of the world, we need to put up big walls, and we need to be scared of anybody that's not like us. It's okay for the other side to oppose them. Um, yeah, I still think. So he's, he's definitely you could say that, but he's still a, a legitimate president. He was voted in. He was voted in. All right. Uh, how we, about Betty? We can say that Betty Duvall's. <laughs> um, she had her hearing uh, to, this week. Uh, I think actually, personally, I didn't like it one bit. <laughs> no, I, I didn't what? like anything about it. Being a Republican, I would not. I would not be upset if they opposed her nomination. Uh, I don't think she knows what she's talking about. M- M- the, Betsy DeVos is great just because of this sentence from the inauguration speech. The education system is flushed with cash and leaves your beautiful students deprived of all knowledge. <laughs> so Enter Betsy DeVos. Du- <laughs> DeVos. I think we're going to agree on that. Uh, um, uh, I think that no. If I, was to, if I was on the Senate confirming her, I would vote no. All I can say is... I'm for accountability. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, say it 12 more times. Right. Uh, no, um, Betsy DeVos. I, and maybe she's a pawn. Maybe that's a good play by Donald Trump. And yeah. to take to take the the focus off of picks like... Um, Rex Tillerson. Rex Tillerson. And the other more controversial. Right. I, I think that maybe she was just thrown into the fire. But no, I agree that both sides no should s- stop her. Yep, no. no for me. Yeah. Uh, Women's March. 
Um, I think the women's march, I'd like, I kind of look at it in a couple of ways. I think it was good. I, I'm not a feminist. So like, yeah. so there was definitely, not a lot of people are actually right. There was a, there was a feminist element to the women's march, but I don't think it was an overwhelming feminist because I saw both, both Democrats and Republicans in that march. I saw, I saw, I think the main thing about it was it was pro, um, pro choice seemed to be the thing, and I have an issue with the fact that it was basically pegged as a women's march, but no Republican women need apply. Yeah, I, I, have have, I, I do have an issue with that, too. I don't think that that's... The, the, and I'm glad that that's not how it went, because there were Republican women there. There were Trump supporters there. And Kellyanne Conway wasn't invited. From, from their own... Like, from their own mouths, Republican Trump supporters at the march, at least in certain experiences they weren't bad experiences people both sides were able yeah. to talk about their differences and and kind of get along um what's interesting to me and donald trump would disagree is that more women more people showed up <laughs> the day after his inauguration <laughs> then showed up for his inauguration well, it wasn't raining um, i mean just look at the metrics just, right uh. there were white nationalists to punch um <laughs> so you know that i don't know i, I kind of just i don't look at the women's march as a good or bad thing i i think it was misnamed i don't think that it had anything really to do with women's or women's rights i think that it had more to do with democratic show of force and I think you're probably right. Yeah. I think it was like the Occupy movement on steroids, and they didn't want to call <laughs> yeah. it that. Um, <laughs> but I do think that there's something to be said when not only does that march happen throughout America, but throughout the world at the same time. Yeah, Pe- people are concerned about something, so I think that they are, Republicans need to I need mean, to figure out where down. they stand. They don't need to worry that. about too I, much. I don't think they need to worry. Well, I don't know. I think it's always good for both sides to calm down, so both <laughs> both sides can calm down yeah. across the board um as as far as the women's march goes it happened and that's fine so you know good things and bad things came out of it 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 just exists in the ether (laughs) that's kind of how i look at it so (laughs) all right well that was week one in uh politics and current events um if you like what you heard uh feel free to like and subscribe on our soundcloud and youtube as well uh, as well as our facebook um, and yeah, we should be doing these about every week. Yep. And you can follow the links below if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for us. We've got it. Make us accountable because I'm for accountability. Right. If you have any questions, feel free I'm to I'm totally to for accountability. Fact check us. Uh, do whatever you can and we'll do our best to, um, to answer back to you. Yep. We will, uh, we will post those links below. So check us out. Devil's Advocate. Time and rock around, I said it's not that easy.